everybody. Uh, welcome uh, to another episode here of the K2 Podcast. Uh, today is April 6th. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, get started by saying I got a, a bunch of stuff uh, completed last week. Uh, the podcast is now on iTunes. Um, we've also got it on Spotify, um, also anchor.fm. Um, so uh, I, I'm really excited to share that with you all. Uh, but I just wanted to get uh, kind of uh, get the day started uh talk a little bit about what we got going on in the show today as you can see here i've got the things listed on what we're going to talk about today we got stocks related topics uh politics uh debunking a conspiracy theory and then also the last one is some positive news uh, i'd like to end on a positive note for the show tonight uh so excuse me uh so basically what i'd like to do uh, is for the first segment, I wanted to talk about some stocks. You know, the stock market has been completely on a whirlwind. I mean, it's been up, down, sideways, whatever you want to call it. It's been really going through some struggles. However, um, if you are planning to buy, uh, right now is the probably the best time to buy a stock, in my opinion. Uh the lower, I mean, the, the prices right now are so low that if you are, or if you are looking to buy, this would be the time to do it. Uh, so, what I want to do, let me see here if I can get it pulled up. So, what I want to do is I just kind of want to go over a couple of stocks right now that I think will be uh, great picks for you uh, coming up for the remainder of the year. Um, now, some of these are going to be some long-term investments. I can tell you by just by looking at what I got pulled up that these particular stocks are going to take some time to bounce back uh, after this whole financial economy crisis that we're going through associated with the coronavirus. Uh, but I do believe it will ultimately bounce back. Uh, the stock market has been, it's been taking a beating, but I, I genuinely believe it won't be like this forever. So what we'll do is, um, before we get started here uh, and talk about the stocks that I have lined up for you, uh, starting next week, um, I'm going to, I have a separate TD Ameritrade account separate from my personal one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to load it up with, um, let's say 50 to a hundred dollars. I haven't decided. Maybe you guys can kind of tell me which you would prefer $50 or a hundred dollars. But what I'd like to do is basically take the $50 or take the hundred dollars and show you guys, um, how to invest with just little money is $50 or $100. And, you know, some people are always thinking it takes a lot of money to invest, that you have to have uh, all this cash. And that's just simply not true. Um, their stocks low is, you know, pennies. You know, some of them don't even equal a penny. There's some stocks that are, you know, half a penny. Um, so, I, and what I'd kind of like to do is I'd, I would like to build somewhat of a community of people that would like to get together, maybe have like a friendly competition. We all start off with $50 or $100, make picks and kind of see who's doing what and share uh, information and ideas with each other on what we think uh, are good stock picks. But I, what I would like to do is basically just show you guys exactly um, how to create an account, 
how to go through TD Ameritrade and actually purchase the stocks because I think some people think it's a very long process or it's a difficult process, but I'm sure that you'll be surprised. It's a much easier process than you think. So what we'll do is um, I just right now, just, just to kick the show off, we'll go ahead and look at a few stocks that I think uh, will make a great rebound and will be good picks. Now, some of them may take a lot longer to bounce back, but let's take a look at some of the picks that I got uh, ready for you guys. Um, so the first stock that I got pulled up here is actually uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines. Now, uh, we've talked about Carnival Cruise Lines on a, uh, another episode of the show, and uh, that's another one that I would speculate that would probably bounce back. But Norwegian, um, they're at $10 a share right now. So if, just hypothetically speaking, if you had $100 to invest, you could essentially pick up um, 10 of these shares uh, of Norwegian. Um, now, the reason why I like this stock is one, I think when everybody comes off of this whole so-called lockdown, uh, everybody's going to want to get out, travel, try to just you know bounce back to somewhat of a normal life. Uh, so that's why I picked Norwegian. Now, I do think when the stock market, or excuse me, when the coronavirus uh, lockdown is supposedly, I guess, lifted, I do think there'll be a little bit of hesitancy uh, to kind of just bounce back and go to, uh, what do you call it? Just bounce back. Like everybody's going to be a little bit worried to go out again. So... I think it'll take a little bit of time, but the reason why I picked Norwegian, let's take a look here. When you see the uh, actual chart here, uh, going all the way back to 2013, the stock was $24.79. Now, that's probably right around the time uh, it did an IPO, which is uh, initial public offering. That's when a stock typically goes to market. Now, it could have been a little bit before this. I know Google Charts doesn't always show the exact date a company uh, IPOs, um, but it's usually around that time. So you can see it came out at about $24.79 a share. Great, steady. I mean, it's never dipped below what it IPO'd at, you know, it came out at twenty four seventy nine. It's never dipped below that until now. Um, so all the way down to April sixth, they're down at ten dollars a share. Now let's just say they go back up to where they came out at. Let's just say it hits twenty dollars. You could potentially double up on this stock. Um, that's one of the reasons that I like it. Uh, it's been as high as almost sixty dollars, fifty nine dollars and seventy eight cents. Now, I want to just uh, point out something. When we go over these stocks, these are just ones that I personally like, that I've found, that I've done some research in. Um, I'm not a financial advisor. I can't say that, you know, these stocks are going to be the ultimate picks and, you know, they're going to make you money because that wouldn't be uh, accurate. That would be, uh, I wouldn't be being truthful for you guys. So these are just ones that I'm looking into, that I'm thinking about purchasing and, you know, I just wanted to share them with you. Maybe you'll like them as well. Uh, there's a bunch of things that I think we're going to go more into depth uh, on next week, like looking at a company's debt, um, looking at um, does the company pay a dividend? You know, does it give you money back for being an investor? Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can look at um, as far as a company uh, to see if they're a good pick or not. Uh, so that's just one thing that uh, I think I would like to... Uh, take a look at but uh let's see here 
Right now, for today, they went up a dollar and fifty-five cents, so they were actually below ten dollars. Um, I noticed the market did fairly well today uh, as a whole, uh, but we'll get on to the next stock here. This is Norwegian Cruise Lines. Uh, next stock, let's see if it'll load up here, is Delta Airlines. Um, the next, you know, I, the reason why I like Delta is. Again, the whole travel aspect, you know, people, when this lockdown lifts, people are going to want to fly. People are wanna going to travel. They're going to want to get out. Now, there may be a little bit of a, a hesitant moment where people are a little worried or, you know, gee, like, you know, kind of just testing the waters a little bit. Uh, but eventually things will return back to normal. And when you look at the over, overall, uh, overall, excuse me, picture of Delta, I mean, great growth here. The company had been really doing well. Um, they also do pay a dividend, um, which means that if you're an investor, you get a certain percentage back on your money just for investing. Um, so I thought that was really cool uh, with Delta Airlines. And also, as you can see, I mean, they, they struggled there in the beginning. Uh, 2008, we had a real financial issue, kind of like what we're going through today. Um, and it was actually a lot lower. So to see it kind of still hanging on uh, is, a, is a good sign. Uh, so I think they will ultimately back, back uh, bounce back up. They were around $60. So you know, there's money to be made here with Delta Airlines. Uh, so I like that stock. Uh, the next stock I got lined up is Kohl's. Now, Kohl's actually is partnered with Amazon. Uh, they do like Amazon returns. Uh, and I, there's been speculation in the past. I have no idea if it's actually true or not. But there's been speculation that Amazon could possibly buy out Kohl's uh and have it as like a brick and mortar locations and stuff like that. Now, whether that's true or not, you'll never know. Uh, there's no telling exactly. Um, but the reason why I pick Kohl's is because it's fairly cheap right now. It's at $15 a share or $14.15, excuse me. It's at $14.15 a share. You can see they've been pretty over. When you look at the graph, yeah, there's a bunch of ups and downs. But, you know, this is a company that's kind of, uh, they're in retail as far as uh, textiles, clothing. They do some electronics, not a huge electronics department. Um, so there's certain times of the year that Kohl's is really popular, and I think that's where you see a lot of the uh, ups and downs with them. But they're down at $14 a, a share, and typically they're in the $40 to $60 range. Uh, so I do believe they'll bounce back up because once the lockdown is lifted, people are going to want to get out, get some summer clothes, bathing suits, hit the beaches. Um, also, and shortly after summer ends, you'll have a school starting back up, school shopping. Some people may be taking their stimulus checks and going to uh, go a little, do a little shopping. And also, even though Kohl's stores are closed right now, they have an online presence. You can still shop um, at Kohl's. Um, you can still shop at Kohl's like online and stuff. I don't know if they are... Uh, come to think of it i don't know if all the stores are closed but i believe i read an article about that um that the, that the stores were actually closed but it, uh kohl's also pays a dividend uh which you know like i said you get a little bit of money back on your investment so for each share you own they'll give you a percentage back uh, of that share so we'll see what happens with kohl's um but part of the reason i'm showing you guys some of these stocks is because 
I just think it's interesting, you know, be able to talk about it with you and then go back and able to look at it and see what they've actually done. And then, you know, hopefully I would like to think I could say, see, guys, I told you you should have got these stocks while they were at this price. And then, you know, they go up and everybody's happy. Um, But it could also be the opposite direction. You guys may have your own picks and say, hey, Kevin, you know, I really like these stocks and this is why I don't like Kohl's. Um, I'm open to discussion. Uh, I'd like to find a group of people that like to talk about those things and want some help learning about the stock market. And we can kind of learn together because I, I do invest. Um, now, these companies that we're talking about right now, I don't have any position in. Um, these are ones that I'm looking to purchase. And uh, I think I'm going to do that on the episode next week or, or, or short maybe even as soon as tomorrow just to go ahead and get locked into uh, into it um, but the last stock we'll take a look at is a uh, carrier uh, they're an air conditioner company I'm sure a lot of you uh, have a carrier system probably uh, in your backyard uh, there's a uh, quite of other companies that uh, compete with carrier but what's interesting about carrier is they just literally I'd say what not even a week ago it was at March 20th, so well, a little bit more than a week ago. So on March 20th, it looks like they did their initial public offering and did their IPO. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see them just going public. Uh, they were uh, with another company, and they kind of split ways, and Carrier ended up going public. Um, so now they're trying to raise money. I think it's a great company uh, to put some money in because uh, over the long term, I definitely believe that they'll grow. Uh, excuse me, grow over time. Also, uh, they are made here in America. Last time I checked, so that's another thing that I'm an advocate for. Any company that stays here in America. Uh, and manufactures their items i think that's great you know that those are companies i want to invest in you know the ones that do a lot of overseas action sure there's money to be made there i'm sure but i personally like i get excited about companies here based in america um so when you see this one they're just coming out at 15 dollars and 44 cents uh, I don't know if there's any dividend paid on this company yet. I mean, they've been out not even a month yet, so it's hard to say whether they'll begin to pay dividends or not. Uh, and, you know, with summer coming up, people are going to be replacing their AC systems, and hopefully they start replacing them with carrier units. But another interesting thing that I wanted to show you, one of Carrier's competitors is uh, actually a company called Train. Um, and so some of you may actually have these in your backyard. Oh, I typed in the wrong thing there, excuse me. Um, TT is the ticker symbol. TT is the uh, train tickers to symbol. So you look here, train is at $87.04. And when you look at their overall chart, I mean, just look at that. When they came out uh, back, it looks like they actually did a public uh, IPO uh, in the 80s at some point, maybe a little before. Uh, but when you look at their chart, uh, it's actually, I mean, it's a great chart, just steady, constant growth. And they went as high as $145 before this whole economical uh, debacle that we're going through. And they basically went down to $87. Now, the reason why I'm showing you this is their direct competitor with uh, Carrier. 
And now I will, if I'm not mistaken, Train is a little bit more diversified in the um, things that they offer as a company. Uh, so I think you can read over here. It actually says that they're a diversified industrial manufacturing company. And I don't think they're as diverse as uh, Carrier is. But they, they, I mean, they're known for their air conditioning uh, units. You know, that's the thing I know Train for. Um, I'm sure if you guys heard the name, that's probably what you would think of first as well. Um, but they actually went up $7 today, which is pretty darn good. Um, now, Train is very expensive. I'm not suggesting, you know, go buy this stock. But I wanted to compare it to Carrier and kind of think about what you could probably see as far as uh, the chart goes. See as like the growth. If you could compare Carrier, I would, I would suspect you'll probably see the same thing over time. So those are just a couple of the picks uh, as far as the stocks goes. Like I said, next week what I'd like to do is take uh, $50 or $100 and kind of just show you guys how to invest how to actually buy a stock if you're interested in that type of thing because i think so many people are worried or overwhelmed or kind of intimidated by um by investing they think it's a much more difficult process and the interesting thing is pretty much anybody can do it um anybody that wants to invest all you have to do is have a, a, a td ameritrade account i mean there's other platforms you know robin hood uh there's a whole bunch of, you know, uh, JP Morgan, I think, has a app. Um, I mean, there's just a whole slew of them. E-Trade, that's a real popular one. But I particularly, particularly like uh, TD Ameritrade. I think they're pretty good. Um, they're pretty good or on their fees, and, and they treat me well. I think overall, they're just a, they're a pretty good company. Um, so moving on. We're going to get into a little bit of political stuff. Now, I'm sure everybody's a little bit tired of it at this point, but I kind of, excuse me, Uh, I kind of wanted to take a look at, uh, excuse me, I got something going on here. My phone is uh, going off. Sorry about that. Um, So I kind of wanted to talk about the next story. Our president, so he's been getting a lot of backlash, you know, Especially in a tough time, I think everybody's stressed out and worried. Um, everybody kind of just going through a, a tough time right now. And I feel bad for the president because I feel like he gets it the worst, especially from the media, people calling him an idiot, things like that. And maybe he is, you know, but ultimately i believe that we should stand behind the guy you know he he's he's he, I, I, be, I genuinely believe he wants what's best for the country he wants everybody to do do well uh, i think they give him a really hard time and i came across this clip and if you look at the title it's by this guy don lemon which you know i consider him basically fake news i really don't like this guy don lemon um but what I want to pay attention to is the title, and it says Don Lemon on Trump. Blaming is, le- is easy, leading is hard. Um, so what's your thoughts when you first see that title? Because for me, my first thought is, you know, wow, CNN is going to show some support for the president and say, you know, hey, it's a tough job to lead a country. You know, I really feel for the man. Because ultimately, whether you like it or not, Donald Trump's, you know, he he's He's our pilot. You know, he's flying us through this whole storm that we're going through, which is the coronavirus, you know. 
So that's what I was thinking when I first saw this, and that's why I clicked on it. You know, I saw the title thinking, oh, well, they're going to, you know, Don Lemon's going to show some love for the president here. But we'll watch the, we'll watch the video and we'll kind of see what happens. Thousands of Americans at risk. This president, this administration, playing the blame game tonight, blaming the states and their governors. The states should have been building their stockpile. We have almost 10,000 in our stockpile, and we've been building it, and we've been supplying it. But the states should be building. We're a backup. We're not an ordering clerk. So one thing I want to point out about that is I'm not – maybe you can consider that blaming, but for me, I feel like the president is just bringing something to attention, basically saying, look, the states are ultimately – Respond like so. Donald Trump's at the top. You, it's a spider. You know, if you kind of uh, have like a what do you call it, like a pyramid with the president and the government up at the top, and then it breaks down into all the states. Now, the states are ultimately responsible for the people within those states. So I feel like what he's saying there is, yeah, you know, everybody across the board needs supplies, but as a state, you're responsible to make sure you're prepared for situations like this. We're a backup for when something happens. You know, we're just a backup for, for, for those, for the, I guess we're just a backup for anything that does go wrong. We're not the front and center people to come in and just fix everything. And you have to keep in mind that every state I mean, you could argue that every state right now needs help during this time. So it's hard to just pinpoint one specific place. I mean, there's a lot of talk about New York needing help. And maybe what you could do is focus on the hardest hit areas. Sure. Um, but what Don Lemon is going to do here, which I think we'll see throughout the video, is basically try to say blaming is easy and leading is hard. But he goes through and basically blames the president. For everything that we're going through is how I interpreted this video. And I'm sure you'll see some of that going through through this as well. Hmm. Blaming the supply chain. The ventilator companies themselves uh, expressed concern that in this rush to build ventilators, there would be pressure on that supply chain. Blaming is easy. Leading is hard. You know, and it is. So why are you busting the guy's balls? You know, he's, I really believe that the president is trying, you know, and that's what I think people are failing to realize. This guy, Don Lemon, has this sour, just negative attitude. And in a time like this, you know, how is any of this helping the American people saying, you know what, Trump, you know, Trump's really screwing it up. You know, how is this help? If anything, it probably makes people fearful and worried you know I, i'm not sure it's just it's just baffling to me because you look at people like this who criticize people who i believe like you know criticizing the president who i believe really cares about the country you know I, I i genuinely believe donald trump cares about the country and you know this guy's just giving him a hard time and it, I, it doesn't help anything it doesn't help anything but let's keep just take a little bit, watch is, a little bit more here. Being president in a crisis means you need to take responsibility. And with governors across the country pleading for life-saving supplies, the president's son-in-law and senior advisor, Jared Kushner, says this. 
I got a call from the president. Uh, he told me he was hearing from friends of his in New York that the New York public hospital system uh, was running low on, on critical supply. He was hearing from friends in New York? That's what it takes to get action from this president? A tip from a friend that things are actually bad right now? So this is what I'm talking about. What I want to point out, one thing that, I, first off, when he says friends from New York, I'm sure it's not his best friend or his next door neighbor who's his buddy and they're, you know, hey, how's it going, Joe? You know, I don't think that, I think it's a nice word when you say friends. I think that's just a nice word for saying my associates or colleagues, you know, it was just, a, it was just kind of a downplay, you know, I don't believe it was his best friend, Joe, Joe Blow down the street that he's excited to, you know, see or having lunch and dinner with. I don't think that's what he meant by friends. Um, and if you notice when the president does talk, he calls everybody his friend, you know, even, and I've seen him do it on some people he doesn't necessarily care for. He'll say, you know, I don't agree with his views, but you know, he's my friend, you know, and blah, you know, so I've seen it. So this guy, Don Lemon is just coming across with a negative attitude. And the, the main thing that I, I wanted to point out about this guy's video is that it's just not helpful. It's just not helpful whatsoever. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. We'll watch a little bit that more here. That is a here. perfect example of the complete lack of seriousness from this administration, from this president. We've all heard New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, day after day on live TV, begging for supplies. So what I want to, you know, Andrew Cuomo has been begging for supplies. He's not the only state that needs help. Um, and as going back to Trump's statement, you know, the states should have been working on these stockpiles. They should have, you know, the, they should have had everything in order for this type of thing to happen. You know, whether even if we like, hopefully everybody learns something from this, uh, the states, you know, I hope we all learn from it and, you know, are better prepared for situations like this, you know, but I don't think anybody was prepared for something like this. And you can't, you have to spread out the resources almost evenly, you know, um, everybody needs help right now. So I just don't, the whole reason I wanted to show you guys this video is because I just don't like the fact that Don Lemon, he's blaming the president in a video talking about blaming is easy. You know, he's going through, we're not going to watch the whole clip because quite frankly, I don't like this guy one bit, uh, excuse me, one bit, but it's just it's just quite funny to see that you put that as your title and what do you do the whole clip you rant and rave about blaming the president you know and like i said i saw the title thinking to myself well you know what they're gonna show president trump some love here not just you know pat him on the back and say oh you're doing awesome trump but at least to say you know hey he's got a tough job he's got a tough task here you know the man's trying but I don't think that, you know, that I really, I don't know why I believe that, you know, because CNN, you know, they'd never do anything like that. I don't know why I got tricked into clicking on this link just to see the video. You know, I just don't understand why they would want the pilot of our plane to crash. It just doesn't make sense to me. But we're going to move on and, you know, talk a little bit more because, quite frankly, I consider this Don Lemon guy to be fake news and... That's how I genuinely feel about him. I consider him fake news because he cherry picks stuff. He doesn't. I just, I just don't like him one bit. But we'll go on to the next story. Um, and you got just to bring this is CNN's clip. But the next 
thing I wanted to talk about was a CBS. Um, they're caught using fake footage of an Italian hospital when they were reporting on conditions in New York. Um, I don't want to play the whole video here. Um, I won't act. In fact, I won't play the video at all, but I will read a little bit just to kind of give you a little insight as to what happened. I'm sure most everybody has kind of heard about this story, but if you haven't, um, basically says CBS News has been caught using video footage from a hospital in Italy while reporting on the state of New York hospitals on March 25. According to the Gateway Pundit, the news station released the footage in a video titled New York Governor Cuomo pleads for 30,000 ventilators. So what they're doing there is they're using this uh, very scary title and then show this video uh, uh, in Italy of where the situations are definitely much worse than what we experiencing and the death toll there in Italy um, I believe is still the highest um, but this guy a ALX tweeted during a pandemic it's essential that the media gives us real and accurate information it's completely irresponsible for CBS News to use footage from an Italian hospital when talking about the outbreak in New York City this is unacceptable and then there's a video there but I don't need, I don't want to watch the video um, because I, I just feel like it's just I don't want to promote this type of stuff. I don't want it on. I, I just want to bring attention and awareness to it that it does go on. The media, you know, a lot of people are saying. I guess I'm just what my point is. You got people like Don Lemon who's just negative. You got these people like uh, CBS using fake clips. Um, if you remember, uh, there was another media outlet. I, I can't remember who it was, but they were using uh, uh, footage from a gun range. Uh, talking about uh, the war and uh, I, I don't remember exactly how it all went but there was some video footage that they were using to show um, the uh, uh, the war going on but it wasn't even it was like from a gun range somewhere it wasn't even the actual war so they were trying to make it look a little bit like the, the news have been doing this for so long the great part about the internet these days is I think that people are starting to wise up to it and they can't get away with it anymore um, it's just, it's just kind of funny to see, see it all. Uh, you know, they, they try to get away with all this fake news stuff. But the next thing I wanted to take a look at is a video about a guy who kind of had his own experience with, uh, fake news or how he believes it's created. And I thought it was an interesting video, but, uh, let's take a look at something here. I'm going to see if I can bring it up. All right, here's the video. I want you to hear this big news about lemons and COVID-19. People in the United States went on the streets to protest against the national ban of lemons. On 5th of March 2020, the U.S. banned all the lemons in the country because some people were eating too many of them to become immune to the COVID-19 virus. So, <laughs> so basically... That is not a true story. You know, they're not banning lemmings. Um, it's just, it's kind of interesting because somebody could make a story like that and people would share it without fact checking it or looking into it or anything like that. But we're going to keep watching the clip here. But I just wanted to say before we went on any further that they're not actually banning lemons. But we'll keep watching. Before you get angry at me, I want to tell you how the news reports on COVID-19. 
recently, I released a video that went viral. It was about animal fat in money. In a matter of hours, I got on the news all around the world. Daily Mail, Huffington Post, Unilag, and many other huge news platforms released articles about my video. And that's when I realized the problem with how news is made. As I was reading about my video, I noticed that every article was a copy and paste from the first one. This is a copy of this multiplied by tens of other different multi-million dollar news pages. Now, luckily, my video was real. There is some animal fat in money. But imagine what would happen if my video was fake. All of these global pages with huge reach would just copy and paste fake news. So, as you can see there, he did a story about animal fat being in money. And I think what he was saying is he made, he, he put this story out there without having any factual evidence. He wasn't real sure if it was true or not. And... All of these media outlets just picked it up and start copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste and sending it out all over the world. And he hadn't even checked to see if it was true. Now, luckily, he followed the story and found out later on that there was, in fact, animal fat and money. But if his story wasn't true, you could see how quickly it can spread like wildfire. And, it, and it's just kind of scary. Now, I'm bringing attention to all of this stuff. And... And the reason why I, I just want to, the reason why is people are worried right now. You know, people are going through a hard time. People are stressing. And when you see stuff like this, I could see why people are struggling. You know, you got people like Don Lemon that's just criticizing the president's ability to lead. So he's trying to make you fear uh, about the uh, leadership in the country. We got rampant news media just misleading people. You know, they don't have, you know, there's, you don't have a, where, a place to turn. I mean, you even have places as far, you know, even places that you think you can trust. Still, like, take a look at this tweet here. Uh, we got a tweet from the uh, World Health Organization. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite interesting because, I think I can get it to pull up, but basically, here's the tweet that uh, from the uh, World Health Organization. Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of the novel coronavirus. Now, you can look this tweet up. Um, you go to World Health Organization, you'll have to scroll through a whole slew of uh, stuff. But they actually tweeted this. They said there's no human-to-human -human transmission, which we obviously know now that that's not true. They were going by what the Chinese authorities have told them. And... That's why you can't believe what the China Chinese are saying about the virus. You can't believe their death toll numbers. Some people are saying, "Oh, America's doing such a bad job because we're, you know, the Chinese are already, you know, back to normal or getting there." And you know, I hear all this kind of bizarro stuff. But you can't believe what the Chinese are saying. You know, it's a it's a communist government. They are control everything is before it goes out into the world goes through the Chinese government first. And for the World Health Organization to take them at face value and just put this information out there without fact-checking it, 
that why are you blaming the president? You could make an argument to say, you know, the World Health Organization is is one to blame because everybody believed that it couldn't be transferred human to human. So it's just quite interesting to see that, you know, everybody's kind of a little bit worried in times like this because they have nowhere to turn for reliable information, even places that you would want to trust, like the World Health Organization. I mean, it, it's just weird to me. And then they put out another tweet that said, fact, COVID-19 is not airborne. The coronavirus is mainly transmitted through droplets generated when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or speaks. To protect yourself, keep one meter distance away from other, disinfect surfaces frequently, wash and rub your hands, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Those are all what we're basically should be doing now. Uh, if you're not doing that, I would strongly suggest that you do do that. Um, but can you trust this information? It just makes you think, well, I don't know if I can even trust what they're saying. Now, I do believe this is accurate information. It's been fact-checked, and, uh, and after it's been looked into. But I don't feel like people – I feel like really people are really scared and worried. And, you know, I get it. You know, I have a, I have a, a child who, you know, I think about, uh, you know, the effects that could uh, – so, you know, passing on to someone like her. Uh, I still have to go to work right now, work full time. So I'm always, you know, on edge. So I, I get it. You know, I get being scared and worried. But what I want to point out to you guys is I, I really don't want people to get so scared that they it, it makes it difficult to kind of keep moving on and keep going through life because we're going to get through this. You know, I really believe there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um so just don't believe all this hype that the media has given us. You know, I don't feel like they're doing a great job at calming everybody down, and, and, and they're just making matters worse. Uh, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. You know, I just wanted to bring to the fact that I could see why people are scared right now. Uh, I can understand it, but trust in the president. Uh, I believe that he is trying to do the right thing. I don't think he's trying to mislead anybody. I think if we if we just stand together as a country, we'll we'll get through all of this. Um, but the next story I wanted to bring up because I noticed there was some conspiracy theory stuff going around, and this uh, basically there's uh, some quarters that are gonna or actually they've already released last month in February, um, but basically. Uh, First America, the Beautiful Quarters of 2020 features a fruit bat and her mother pup. Um, now, here's a picture of the quarters. Uh, now, a lot of people were saying, oh, look at the government. It's a conspiracy. They're putting it right in your face. We got fruit bats on the coin when a lot of people have associated the coronavirus as being uh, attached to the horseshoe bat. Um, and saying that the horseshoe bats are what's responsible uh, for the coronavirus. Um, but I don't even know that there's any clear evidence that it's 100% fact that it came from a bat. I think there's compelling art, uh, evidence, and you can make an argument that it did come from the bats, but I don't know that that's 100% true. You could look that up, but I'm, I've already done hours of research on it, and, I, and I've seen where they say yes, it's pretty compelling. They've narrowed it down to this animal of uh, the horseshoe bat and another bat, or excuse me, another animal. I forget what the name of it was. 
but it's not been 100% confirmed. Um, but anyway, looking at the quarter here, uh, what I want to talk as far as the conspiracy theory part of it goes is everybody was saying, oh, look, they're putting it right in our face, you know, that they, they got bats out here and how crazy it is that they would do that. But I just want to point out a couple of things here. So this fruit, this is actually a fruit bat, um, in which is native to um, the American Samoa. Um, and now if you're not familiar with the American Samoa, it's a U.S. territory. Uh, it covers about seven South Pacific islands. Um, now, according to the U.S. Mint, this coin was co created to commemorate fruit bats and kind of a raise awareness for the species. Um, and because the, they have a threatened status uh, due to habitat loss and commercial hunting. Um, so they're, I believe, getting close or if not already on the endangered list. Um, so people, you know, this, it's not a conspiracy. This coin goes back quite some time of when the idea was conceived. Um, I found this article here, which was created on June 14th of 2018, basically showing you all of the coins that they, uh, all the coin designs that they created. So for the American Samoa, what they did is they had this coin here, uh, which is like a fish and a little bit of mountains in the back. They had this coin here. They had some other ones with a fish. They had the guy with the uh, conch there and uh, uh Another one, let's see, that was another, uh, I guess that's like a, another image. I think that's a woman on that particular one. Then they have the bat here. Now what happened is they voted uh, on these designs. And these designs were created long before this coronavirus stuff was out and about. And like I said, these are fruit bats, not the horseshoe bat, um, which the uh, virus was actually connected to. Um, so don't believe everything you read, do, do some research. I mean, it took me an hour or so to really dig into this and kind of figure it out. There was a couple of times like, Oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. Um, but ultimately by doing, going through all of the research, not stopping at the first thing you see that kind of raises a red flag, but continuing to research, you'll, you usually can find out the right information. Uh, it's just so many conspiracy theories around this stuff. It's just getting exhausting. And people, I think, are just giving too much credit to the government, too much, you know, they're, they're, they're saying they're uh, idiots one minute, like this guy Don Lemon just constantly blaming the president, and all. Then, then the next minute, the, they're evil masterminds. So just something to think about with this whole coin thing. I did think it was kind of an interesting story, and I could see some people being a little offended by it. Um, saying, you know, we're going through this uh, virus and in, in this quarter uh, depicts an image of a bat which is associated with the virus. I could see that, see people being a little upset, but what you have to remember is this coin was voted on, this design, particular design was voted on, and it was already in the works and in the creation and already had been, went to the mint to be manufactured i guess you know so there's no stopping it there's no reversing it the coins are already made um so it, it, it's just not much really you can do about that uh so again the common theme here that i want people to kind of realize is stop freaking out you know we've got to relax kind of like everybody's like we need to just lock everything down everything should be locked down 
Now, I do agree if we're going to do a lockdown, everything needs to be locked down or don't lock down anything at all. You know, it's like you this this half half ass locking things down is kind of just making it's just it's is it really I don't see how it's effective because you if you're some people will say, well, yeah, but it'll slow things down. And, you know, I could see that. But when you get into the grand scheme of things, those people that go out, bring it back into their homes, it still gets like it doesn't really affect. I don't see how it really slows it down. Um, And then, you know, I don't really care for the fact that they're really targeting churches, locking up pastors for holding service. Um, Some of them are saying, you know, I get it that there's can be some large crowds, but who's to say, you know, when you go into a Walmart, you can gather in large crowds there, but you can't do that in a church. Now, granted, Walmart has essential products, but the thing, the, the 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 bulk of the matter is people are gathering in large groups. Now, you can who's this? Like what I've noticed is at these stores, they're starting to kind of limit uh, how many people can go in the store. I've kind of seen some stuff uh, going on about that. They're limiting how many people can go into a store at once. If you look, a lot of times at the registers, they got tape which is six feet apart. But what's wrong with churches trying to follow those same guidelines? You know, and you know having uh, people sit six feet apart or uh, uh, stay, you know, separating themselves, wearing PPE stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't want to get too much into that. You know, I'll let you kind of decide. But my whole main thing is I really feel like a lot of it's been just blown so far out of proportion and it's scaring people. And I don't feel that we need to be completely scared. I think we just need to be smart. Um, I'm not advocating for people to go out and do be irresponsible and that that's just don't do that. That's don't be an idiot. Uh, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is we shouldn't be in fear of our lives. We're going to get through this. Um, but I want to focus a little bit more on some positive stuff. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to also shed a little bit of light on stuff. There's a lot of other things that you could die from or more likely to die from than the coronavirus. Um, on February 10th, um, in China, uh, so in China on February 10th, 108 people died of the coronavirus. Uh, this was the highest death rate for a single day at the time. I think there is a few days that um, it had gone a little bit higher than the 108, but most people, there's more people dying from things like cardiovascular disease. That's the number one cause of death, uh, I believe, globally right now. And just in America, um, I think I got a number written down here. Let me see if I can find it. So just in America alone, um, this so this isn't even including globally, but just in America alone, 647,000 people die every year to cardiovascular disease. Um, and... It, that works out to about 1,700 people per day, okay? Coronavirus isn't doing anything. Nobody talks about, you know, cardiovascular disease, you know? Nobody freaks out about that the way that they're freaking out about the car, uh, coronavirus. Um, you know, 2,000 people, unfortunately, die from suicide every year, um, you know? And... It, Excuse me, I say 2,000 people die from suicide. That's not every year. That's uh, daily, I believe. 
Um, I've, I've looked at, I did a little research into that as well. And with this lockdown, you know, I could see how it's straining certain people's mental health, you know, their emotional health. Uh, and then you got all the negative news media just trashing the president. Some people are copying and pasting, using fake videos in their articles. You know, it, it's really stressing people out. Um, and I don't think people are taking that into consideration when you think about this whole lockdown thing about, you know, mental health. So I would strongly advise that, you know, not go over to people's house, but give people a phone call, check on each other. Um, I think that's very important to do. I mean, you got stuff like mosquitoes killed 1,900 people per day, just 19, 1,900 people every single day. Coronavirus doesn't have these type of numbers. So I assure you guys that we are going to get through this. You know, I mean, you're more likely to die from a snake. You know, snake kills 378 people per day. You know, so just don't freak out. And I'm not trying to, and I just want to be clear, I'm not trying to take away from the seriousness of the coronavirus, but keep in mind as we go about our lives, just not to live in fear, remain strong, be patriotic, have high hopes that we're going to get through this time as a, you know, as a, as a country and look out for one another, you know, take care of your fellow neighbors and try to, you know, lift somebody's spirits if you can, you know, I've seen so much negative. Um, I'm not even, I'm not completely innocent. You know, I've said some negative things and stuff like that, but I'm going to challenge myself for the next couple of days just to be positive and, uh, uh, tell, tell some, you know, maybe find a couple people, um, and tell them, you know, hey, I like what you're doing with this. Or, you know, just try to give some encouragement because uh, I think everybody needs that right now. Uh, but on to our next story, uh, some positive news. And this is uh, will be our last little segment here for the night, um, a little bit of positive information. So in here in Virginia, uh, there's a city uh, putting homeless people in hotels to kind of curb the virus so they're not all piled up on the street walk, uh, excuse, me, excuse me, sidewalks and stuff like that. So in Virginia Beach, a plan by Virginia State Governor uh, to offer money to localities to provide shelter to the homeless people as a way to blunt the spread of the coronavirus is an idea that's already taken off in Virginia Beach. Um, it's also taken off uh, quite around the country. I've seen a bunch of articles doing this. I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I, what I do hope for is that the uh, people who are homeless uh, treat the places with respect, don't tear up the, the places of business. Um, and if they can do that, I think this can be a really good thing for everybody involved. You know, it'll be great uh, for the uh, hotel chains and stuff to be able to help out people and give back to their community i think that's great uh and if if i just like the idea of it you know i really thought it was, i thought it was a good thing that somebody's doing out there and uh hopefully it continues and, and it goes off without any real problems um but just to even kind of further prove my point here there is humanity still left right now even if you're feeling uh completely down and out and feel like everybody's just negative there is some great stuff going on right now uh one thing you can look these stories up um but the belize barrier reef um it's the second largest coral reef in the world 
Uh, it has just been removed from the endangered list. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I'm a big uh, advocate for the sea. I like to fish. I like aquatic animals. Uh, so to see something like that, that made me excited. I thought that was really cool. Also, for the first time in history, a woman was cured of terminal breast cancer using her own T-cells. Uh, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, that was the first time in history, you know, and hopefully it's a start to something um, to get the ball rolling on cures for cancer and stuff. So that's also really cool. Um, and also, if you're into land and earth conservation, and conservation, a Swiss businessman, um, his name, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think I have his name here. Uh, Hans-Jorg Weiss. I think that's how you say it. I could be butchering the guy's name. But he's a Swiss philanthrop philanthropist, and he's pledged $1 billion to land and ocean, uh, to land and ocean conservation. Um, and apparently he wants to help 30% of the planet's wildlands and oceans by 2030. So in 10 years, you know, hopefully that money will go a long way, you know, so people are trying to do good things. So I thought that was really neat. Also, a treatment was discovered that can reverse type one diabetes. Uh, that's pretty interesting stuff too. I know some people who is personally affected by type one diabetes and, you know, I, to see something like this come out is pretty exciting, not only for me, but definitely for people who deal with this type of uh, issue every single day. Um, another thing uh, is a Dutch guy who had a vision is cleaning up the Pacific Ocean garbage patch in the next seven years. Um, so he's on track to get it all cleaned up within the next seven years, which is much faster than anybody anticipated. Uh, I thought that was a really another positive story. Uh, so my, my whole thing is I just wanted to share a couple of positive things. Look for the positive news. If you like these particular stories um, and you want to get more stories like this, there's a uh, website called the Good News Network. Um, and uh, I would strongly suggest checking them out. It's called the Good News Network. They got a lot of positive stuff. So if you're just tired of the negative bullshit, uh, go check these people out. They got a lot of positive stuff that you can take a look at, get excited about, and kind of get out of the dumps with this whole corona coronavirus thing. Uh, so we're coming up here uh, with five minutes to go. Uh, I definitely want to appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I wish I had a much more exciting uh, show, but quite frankly, the media has consumed everybody everybody's so consumed by the coronavirus it's almost hard to talk about anything else um but i'm gonna work really hard next week uh, that's why i want to do the uh fun stock segment net next week but I, i'm gonna try really hard next week to just find information and do things that's totally separate from that because you know i'm about fed up with it um it's just it's bringing everybody down i think and i i don't like to see that i don't think that's who we are as a country everybody's usually very uplifted and excited um it's been a struggle here recently with the whole re you know the uh we're going through a, a, an election apparently you wouldn't even know that this is an election year um because of this virus but I guess the overall message, guys, is take care of each other. Try to be uplifting. Don't be in fear. Uh, stop blaming everybody. Uh, you know, I've done it myself. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, it's nobody's fault. You know, we all got to look out after one, each other. Uh, 
But that's that's all that's all for the show tonight. I'm not going to go on and just keep ranting and raving about it. Uh, but hopefully next week I'll have some exciting stuff for you. I wish I had a little bit more action-packed a- episode for you this week. Uh, but what we'll do next week uh, is it won't be any coronavirus stuff. Uh, we may, if there's something uh, good news about it, I'll share that. But I just don't want to keep talking about the negative, uh, negative stuff and effects that's going on. You guys hear enough about that. Uh, but... I do appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, also, like I said, uh, you can see the, uh, listen to these episodes if you don't have time uh, to uh, watch the videos here. Or you're not able to be here every Monday at 7 and you still want to listen to the uh, video or listen to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes or Spotify. Um, I will have um, links in the description uh, of the videos on YouTube. Uh, that way, if you don't want the video version, you just want to listen for audio, We can, you, I can set that up as well. Uh, but I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, it's been an exciting journey so far. This is episode six, um, so this is six weeks in a row. It's something I'm going to continue to do. Um, it's taking time. You know, I don't have any prior background or experience in this. I'm learning as I go along. Um, so bear with me as the time gets better. I'm sure the show will get better. Um, I constantly am upgrading, um, spending money and stuff like that to make the show better. Uh, so any donations and or anything you want to, you know, to send, you can certainly do that at www.streamlabs.com slash Kevin Kirby. Uh, that's always helpful, um, but definitely not required because uh, I do this ultimately, uh, you know, as a passion of mine, you know. Uh, but if you enjoy it, certainly donations are, are, are welcomed. But that's not going to be it for the show tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week, Monday at 7 p.m. I hope everybody stays safe. I hope everybody is in a much better mood next week. Uh, hopefully I'll be in a much better mood. Um, I hope everybody has a great night, okay? And take care of yourself and your fellow neighbors. God bless you all. Thank you.